0: Okay, here we are, Coach. We are at episode ninety-two. I figured it out. I'm either Woo! I'm either way ahead or way behind. Um, ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Yep, ninety-two. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have to do something special for our one hundredth. Like I don't know, throw a little party or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really good, though. I mean, ninety-two episodes. Yep. You know that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of good energy sitting at going out into the universe.
0: And that's almost two years. I mean, you Ooh. know, fifty-four weeks, or is it fifty-two? Uh, um, I
1: think it's 52, fifty-two weeks is a year.
0: Yeah, so one hundred and four weeks is two years. So we're, I mean, we're, you know, we've been devoted to our uh, podcasts and. Um, I'm just surprised that we found all these topics to, to discuss.
1: <laughs> the world is an interesting place. <laughs> the world is an interesting place. All right.
0: Well, uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl, and um, we are smack dab in the middle of doing what we always uh, talk about loving to do, and that is helping people um, live, you know, authentically uh, with joy. Why they were. Uh, born in our coaching intensive right now and um outside of that changing the 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 world <laughs> coaches mm-hmm. literally with this soil stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead coach introduce yourself
1: greg mcneil doctoral student business owner just like sherry said you know we are devoted to helping you to find and live the best life right mm-hmm. um and in saying that, we recognize that we're describing a unique life, right? Yes. We're not asking you to live in the boxes so that you're chasing down what everybody else is doing. You know, our passion is helping you to find your one thing, yep. right? And so uh, that's who we are. And this is who I am. And as always, we are happy to be able to share and support.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so like we were talking in the pre-show combo, um, I wanted to discuss the topic of creating space to think. So the idea is that in our culture specifically in America, in Western culture, there's not a lot of space that we have to problem solve to daydream, to innovate, um, even to express gratitude on a deeper level because of how we have structured life. You know, you've got the cell phones, you've got the computers. You know, I remember back in the day, they said computers were going to save people tons of time. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Um, Oh my God. You know, the very task-oriented, performance-based culture And we've lost the ability to sit and we've lost the ability to think. And uh, I remember when I homeschooled uh, Kent, he had to have in his studies, I structured in there that um, like it was 15 minutes. And I think I started doing this with him when he was like eight or nine. Uh Uh-huh. And he had to let his mind rest and settle. And I would let him like maybe listen to something that provoked thought. But, you know, I, I knew that he had to have quiet. And I knew that he had to have something that sparked creative thinking and, you know, um, critical mm-hmm. thinking.
1: And right. um,
0: I'm glad I did that because he, that's like a... I think he's naturally bent toward that, but also I think by establishing that practice, it really helped him, you know, um, have that type of activity in his life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: that was kind of part of what I was thinking of when I was thinking of the idea of creating space to think. Also, I had two other thoughts in that, in that you're, you know, you're shutting down the external stimuli that comes at you you know, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and you're sitting in your thoughts and people may be surprised that when they start allowing space to think, they will naturally go to the negative or they will naturally get into anxiety. That was Mm -hmm. a shock. And I think the reason why is people are not used to stopping long enough to see what's going on and they're not used to quiet.
1: <laughs> Coach that makes, me, that makes me help you know, it's like I'm over here like, Woo, Sherry, that's a forest fire. That's a forest fire. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh my god So uh just Try to uh, stay out of the conspiracy piece as much as I can. I'll just say this. Um, It is no accident that we appear to be running um, like a hamster in a cage going nowhere, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, you don't have time to think, relax, create, and imagine. When those things are happening in our lives, we don't have control over it. And to me, that's an emergency reset button right there, right? It's yeah. like you um, they have to they have to take their power back, right? They have to, they have to find a way to unplug, disconnect, um, because that runs you into the ground. And for what, you know, when what you're talking about right now, right? I mean, can you see it? You're just you're running from one event to the next one meeting, one Zoom, one whatever you want to call it. You're just running, running, running from one task to the next. And then you drop dead. Yep. Right? And uh, and I heard somebody say this yesterday that really got me. I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And. You know, when I hear that statement, the first thing that comes to my mind is I need to do a quick check. Is my life aligned the way it needs to be? Yeah, because we're all we're all dealing with a certain amount of time. But the question is, are you living the life you want to live? And I think sometimes we we lose that, Sherry. Yeah. You know, like what we call responsibility in a world that we created sometimes takes precedence over the life that we've actually been given to live.
0: I just had that uh, conversation with a a client of mine. He wanted some time management coaching. And, uh, you know, I shared it yesterday that when we sat down to look at how he wanted his week to look as far as Mm -hmm. his work and his recreation, which, you know, if you look at the word recreation, it's recreation. You have Mm -hmm. to have those times where you're grounded, you're playing, you're resting. And, um, one thing that he is heavily involved in that takes a lot of his time wasn't even on the list. And I, and I knew that was going to happen. And so when we sat down and we look at his list, I told him, I said, you know what's surprising? And I said, well, not really, but it might surprise you. That is, that work is not even on your list. And it took him aback. You know, he sat back and he's looking at me. And I said, so that tells me you probably need to get out. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, what's most important to you If the one thing that's sucking all of your time where you can't even think, you're overwhelmed, there's no rest, then that tells me it should not be in there. And um, now, obviously, he's working and providing for his family. And we're not discussing, you know, you just sit in a, I don't know, a a hut or a tent or in your backyard all Mm -hmm. the time and you're thinking. But he doesn't even have time to think. He doesn't even have time to you know, um, imagine what life looks like. And uh, so I think, you know, when you're talking about the responsibility, one of the things I told them is you your sub may be screaming that this is your responsibility and you did give your word, but there is a way to helpfully get out of things that you know no longer are serving you. And uh, so we'll see what he does. But that false sense of responsibility, you know, and keeping your word is really important. But if it is hindering you from living uh, the way you want, then you got to figure out a way to get out.
1: You know, one of the things that is uh, going on for me right now in this program that we're in, um, you know, we're, we're being asked to address a lot of situations that's happening on the planet mm-hmm. And so you know as you quote move into your leadership role and you're thinking how do you want to do that right And so I, I find myself listening to all of the different people and, and what they're asking for right And I describe myself as a fish that's swimming in the opposite direction of the shoal, right mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't get it I said because um there was a life that I was meant to live. And although I can say that I'm happy with, you know, group support and all these kinds of things, I need time to make sure that the course I'm taking is the one I'm choosing, right? Yeah. Because if I'm, if I'm not choosing the course that's right for me, then I haven't lived the life that was meant for me, right? And, and this is what I was saying, I think, um, at the beginning before we went live, this is where I said, courage is a big part of uh, being able to find, decide upon, and then live whatever that life you're going to live, yeah. right? And um, and when we don't do that, um, I think we put our we put ourselves at risk. I think we put our family members at risk. Our our quote friends, because they're now attached to us. And what are we doing? It's like, we don't want to do anything. We just want to talk and complain. And and guess what happens Mm. when we're in that kind of state, right? Because if you're listening to somebody that you really care about, but that's all the conversation they have because they, one, they don't want to stop and listen to what's going on inside, right? And when they do stop, they're not able to handle the intensity of the negative Uh, thoughts that they have been accumulating for years so they bounce out of it right it's like I can't do that well if they won't go inside then guess what everything that they're looking at is outside and everything that is outside is something they do not have
0: yeah yeah
1: and it keeps them in that hamster wheel right
0: yeah whenever um, I was talking with him you know the work that he does I've considered uh doing and so what i did and and this is important uh and this is a way to create time is i actually researched what was required so i attended the meetings he's obligated to be at um i asked questions we calculated how much time a month he is putting into this and mm-hmm. i came to the conclusion that is not in my DCA. That is not my definite chief aim. It doesn't fit. And it would actually take away from what I am doing. And so now that's a no. But there's another way that I can have probably a more effective impact uh, that will require minimal time compared to him. So, you know, don't just jump into things, you know, that FOMO, fear of missing out Or maybe you don't want people to be mad because you say no. Or maybe you don't want people to think about you wrong because you're worried about what people think. That will get you into more trouble to me than anything else. And then your time is no longer your own.
1: You know, it's, I mean, you know, what you're describing is, is absolutely perfect. I mean, you you can't say it any better. But this again, I'm going to come back to that courage point again, right? It's like, you have to decide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there are some things in our life that are just like unavoidable, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. let's just say everybody has been given a life, they've been given a gift. And right now what's coming through my uh, head is the parable of the talents, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, the last one who thought he had the least uh, was in a state of fear. And so they didn't do nothing with the life, right? So to me, the analogy is, um, it doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum of life that we live. You still have a gift. You still have something to do. Yeah. Right. And if you don't do that, then you have to answer to that. And, you know, I'm I'm real careful when I. You know, when I look at different things like, oh, somebody says, well, these people don't have a whole lot. I. I don't focus on the material. I focus on what's happening in the head Mm -hmm. because as we well know, right, you can have a lot and be poor and you can have little and be rich. Right. Yeah. But your attitude is going to determine ultimately how your life shapes. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Really. It's like, you know, you have to have the courage to change your attitude, the way you've been thinking about things. Right. Mm hmm. You know, you have to recognize that no matter what, whatever it is going to be, not, it doesn't have to be anybody else's life, but just yours, whatever that's going to look like, there is something you have to do. So when people say, well, you have to work hard, it's like, well, I don't know if you have to work hard, but you have to have effort, right? Yeah. Because nothing occurs without effort, right? The, the planet is an example of effort. You know, a seed breaks the surface and becomes this tree you see in this picture, That's an example of effort.
0: Yeah.
1: Hard is is a perception, right? And if you think in terms of what your life is, okay, so now we're talking about you and I, if you and I are doing our life, then there's effort required to do what we do. Yeah. If you and I are trying to live each other's life, that's hard. That's good, (laughs) coach. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, you know, when I think about this, It's like, get out of the boxes, uh, trying to keep up with Joneses and and things like that. It's like, you know, it comes back to the same thing. It's like, what do you want to create?
0: Yeah. Well, and speaking of, so um, one of the the ideas I also had that I was telling you about is, so, uh, gosh, I don't know how long ago it was, probably almost a year or, or at least a year. I had a solution I needed to something that I'd been pondering for a long time, Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. And it was actually um, with my planners because I I wanted Mm -hmm. where people could move the pages around because I like to do that. And I was in the 2D thinking, the either or thinking. And and so I was training out in the garage and uh, all of a sudden, ding, and it, and it was funny because it was a conversation first popped up, then the light bulb came on, and then I was like, that's it. And uh, and so I've been working toward that since then. In fact, all the notebooks are in production, so I'll be getting them soon, and they're really neat, really high quality. But uh, I was telling you about it at that time, and you basically said that my, I've trained... And it was definitely unintentional. I didn't purposely do this. Um, My brain to solve problems and to think when I train, you know, on gym equipment or what, because when I'm training with someone else, I can't. But when it's just me with my earphones in, you know, um, my brain gets to work automatically. And I have found some of my best ideas and my best solutions come in those environments.
1: Yeah. And uh, so
0: I, you know, obviously I like to train because I do it um, every week, but it is definitely my de-stressor and it's definitely like my laboratory where I'm putting things together and I'm asking questions and I'm thinking, okay, it's always done this way. Why can't we tweak this and then do it that way? Or whatever I might be thinking about. Sometimes it's like the future and different things I'm excited about. But all that to say that I feel that each one of us, we have something that when we're in that environment, we feel we can breathe. You know, so for some people, it's morning, it's dark, no one else is up. Yeah. For others, it's walks. For others, it's the gym. For you know whatever that is, you need to find that formula. You need to you know just take a few moments to think. Okay, where do I feel I have space, and then make it an SOP, a standard operating procedure.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, so you got to
0: build it into your life. So. I just wanted to encourage people with that and then also ask questions. Um, we don't ask enough questions and it can be yeah. anything from why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling, you know, anxious or why am I that excited about this? Like what, what do I want to get out of this next experience or whatever that is, solving problems, et cetera. But you need to ask questions and challenge thoughts as well. So that's kind of what I was thinking, coach, as far as creating that standard operating procedure for space.
1: I think that's actually pretty good. You know, it's interesting that, you know, you talk about questions and one of the things I'm thinking about is something now that my professor once said, you know, you were born to question things and um, not in a bad way, but you're just not the type of person that's just willing to accept any old answer, right? Well, again, that's because this is, I don't have just any old life, mm-hmm. right? I only have one life. Right. So, um, and I'm on the same wavelength that you are. I mean, when I think about it, I had to ask myself, what do I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. It's like, stop right now. What do you want it to look like? You can start chasing all these other things now, but what do you want most? Right. Yeah. And when I think about what I want most, it's kind of like you're looking at it. There's a picture behind me. There's an environment that I like. I like having enough money to do the things that I want. But um, but I'm not interested in what's happening in the machine. I don't have to cre- cr- criticize it, right? But I recognize that, you know, following the path of the machine that we are all living in doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right? I need peace and quiet, you know, because... Um, You know, my work and my world really is in between my ears. So um, I live a life so that I can be as consistent and have as much space as I possibly can, you know, so that I can think, create, imagine, live, love, write, and all those kinds of things that we want to do here on the planet.
0: Yeah. And it's so important. And, you know, for some people, you know, doing work and marking off their to-do list, that, that makes them happy. And, cause I like to accomplish things. I like to, mm-hmm. you know, mark through things, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you get into a place where you can have quiet and you can think. And I would say to all of those that are definitely bound to their, um, to do lists and their tasks, you need to find out why, because I have found out like, you know, definitely certain personalities are more prone to task focus than others. However, those that that is their life is doing and getting things done. Um, there is a reason and typically it is like a family culture. You know, if you're sitting around, you're doing nothing um, or they can feel guilty if they're not doing something or being productive. I just had a young girl that I've been encouraging her to rest and to think mm-hmm. in a process and she mm-hmm. said it's weird because she was surprised that she felt guilty and I said why do you feel guilty and she said well in my house being productive was like supreme there was something you had to be productive at and so training even your children or your grandchildren to have these you know spaces for thinking and quiet, I think, is important because we're we're making workhorses, and even workhorses have to rest.
1: You just made the you just made the point. You know, you they're workhorses, mm-hmm. and um, and again, all I I think I'm just gonna just say this: if you don't know what you want in your life, if you clearly don't know what that is, then you need to stop whatever you're doing so you can get an answer to that question. Right, yeah, and and I think one thing that we have to be willing to do as individuals, take a chance on yourself, right? You know, take a chance on yourself. You know, you can say to people it's only money, and sometimes they'll get they'll seize up, but you can always make money. Money is ideas, yeah, right. Yeah, think about that. Money is really ideas. And sometimes you have to just know when it's time for you to stop. It's like, wait a minute, you know, what am I getting out of this? You know, and and I just don't know whether or not if, um, like you said, they're just going and going and going They go from one thing to the next. And so if you don't ask yourself that question, what you really need and why you're doing it, you know, it keeps people like me in business. It keeps us all in business, right? It does. But what we're saying is, it's kind of like, um, you're smart enough. Now you need to develop courage to decide on what you want to do next.
0: I like that. I think that's yeah. a good spot to end on today's podcast, Coach.
1: All right, dude.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. So leave a review. Uh, give us some feedback. If you have any topics you want us to discuss, let us know. And uh, make sure that you find your standard operating procedure. And by the way, for those of you that are extreme, you don't have to start with an hour or two, or a whole day. five minutes. Just turn off the radio in your car as you're driving. Do something very simple to start getting that in place.